Minnesota West Farm Business Management Series of Podcasts. You know, as we kick off this podcast, I think uh, one of the most important things we do, Mike, is let people know who, who we are and, and what, what we're passionate about. You've been at this uh, farm management instructor thing a little bit longer than I have. How long have you been showing up to work for Minnesota West? Well, I started in Jackson 21 years ago, and since that time, I've moved the majority of my office over to Worthington. I do house out of both offices yet, but most of the time I'm in Worthington. Prior to that, I was a banker for 15 years in agriculture, doing operating loans and real estate loans. So I started in the 80s. So you've seen a lot of ups and downs in agriculture. I'm hoping we're on an upward swing compared to what you saw in the 80s. I've seen the worst, and I've seen probably the best about six years ago, too. So it's it's been interesting on both ends of that spectrum. I can't wait for our podcast about inventory, that you can tell the story about cow counting out in South Dakota and, and how <laughs> they uh, try and beat the system, not that they were successful. So when you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned to Inventory Management by Mike Dirks, and he'll uh, explain a, a good story about that. I'm not sure I can repeat that story. <laughs> <laughs> other than farm management, Mike, what, is your, uh, what other passions do you have? I have a son and son-in-law that are active in agriculture. I enjoy helping them on a crop farm and the livestock farm. I have a hobby in woodworking and I have some grandchildren now that I love to participate in with their events as well. So, Well, if I had to pick one commonality amongst farm management instructors is that we are not lacking for things to keep us busy or entertained. We seem to always have more than our plate can hold. What about you, Jeremy? Well, I uh, just started my third year as a farm management instructor. I office out of the Welcome Office in Martin County, Minnesota. I spent 17 years in high school education. I was a agricultural educator and FFA advisor in three districts across Minnesota, uh, ranging from the Twin Cities area as an urban ag educator. And in my current area of Martin County West, I served most recently. And what kind of hobbies do you have? Well, the thing that probably I'm most passionate about and keeps me up most at night is I uh, am a proud parent of uh, three-year-old twin boys. They are at that stage where they are a sponge and everything you say or do, whether you think they're watching or not, they tend to want to repeat it and do exactly what dad does. That keeps me, uh, like I said, up at night and entertained almost always. In addition, they are growing up on the farm farm with my dad and brother about 2400 acres of corn and soybeans we raise some hogs and uh, i'm an owner maybe not a proud owner of four horses now uh, i'm going to say that that's my wife's passion and i get to help bale hay and feed them sounds good jeremy so today we're going to interview our, our boss i'm told yeah well that's the good thing uh you know if we don't know what we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis hopefully our boss can help enlighten us on what he thinks we should be doing but before we get there, have you ever had the problem where someone asks you, what exactly does a farm business management educator do? I know whether it's my in-laws or my, even some prospective students, they have a hard time wrapping around their heads how we are educators and not accountants or not bankers. What I found is the first, the first issue that a lot of folks don't understand is we work one-on-one -on -one with the farmers in their kitchen or in our office doing their personal stuff. So, so seldom do we have classroom instruction. And, and the reason for that is, is we're dealing with their financial information. 
We've helped them produce financial statements, cash flows, sometimes marketing plans. We help them discover their actual cost of production. So everything we do with them is their confidential information. We can't put 20 people in a classroom and talk about what they paid for rent or what, how much they borrowed on an acre of ground to raise their corn. So a lot of people get confused immediately because they assume we're gonna have a classroom instruction with a bunch of farmers. And, and we sometimes do if there's a new farm bill or some other event that where everybody wants to learn about stuff, but it's never about their own personal information. That's confidential. We meet with them individually. We talk about taxes, marketing, financial statements, cash flows. Uh, did I leave anything out, Jeremy? No, the analogy I make is if you show up on church on Sunday, you get a sermon or a lesson almost every Sunday with a group of people. And that applies to everybody differently. And if you want to talk specifically about your personal experiences, you can schedule a time with your minister, priest, or pastor and have that conversation. The other thing that I find enlightening about our jobs is that I can have a conversation with a student who's looking at retirement and talking about transition and how they're going to help the next generation get a foothold. 20 minutes later, I'm meeting with a student who is that next generation student who's trying to get started. And they may be enrolled in the same course, but their ideas of transition are so different, it wouldn't make sense to even have a conversation uh, to begin with. Maybe it's a perfect marriage and I can, oh yeah, I heard about young Mike Dirks. He might want to get started. You might want to give him a call if you're interested in renting out. But it's just a rewarding experience to see all ends of that spectrum. It's very unique because we have the opportunity to, to share some of the knowledge that we gain by having conversations with that 70-year-old and that 20-year-old and everyone in between. That's the fun part of the job, I think. I agree. The other part is I'm not bringing a, an agenda to the table. They don't need to buy anything uh, from me. I have nothing to sell. I just have information to pass along. And so that makes us an ally. And especially, I remember the first time I went into the bank to get an operating loan, I was nervous because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, what I was supposed to bring. And that process took way longer than it should now that I know what farm management instructors can offer, because we can have those conversations long before you walk into the bank so you feel more confident and prepared when you're meeting with lenders or other business stakeholders for that matter. Plus, if it's your documents, it's steering your farm in the direction you want to go. And then I look at our busy season in farm management is from Christmas to, we'll call it Easter. We're trying to get those cash flows put together so farmers can get operating loans renewed. And one of the most powerful things that we can help them is doing an analysis in the last calendar year, what did we do well at and where do we need to improve? And we are probably all nerds for numbers, uh, but we get to actually try and communicate on those numbers where each individual student can improve. And that helps them maybe lower their cost reduction, maybe make their farm more profitable. Essentially, we want them and we get to help them be more successful. Or in a year like this, with the markets up and down so much, maybe it gives them a little bit more comfort in making a call to sell some grain. <laughs> and a wild ride. Right, right. The, the roller coaster better, of the 2021 marketing year. Exactly. We better get to fall or we'll run out of time. Sounds good. Stay tuned to hear from our boss.
We have Paul Lanou here, Dean of Farm Biz Management. Paul, we're going to have you on the spot for a little bit about exactly what do you think your farm management instructors do? That's a great question. Well, other than uh, eating cookies and drinking coffee and chatting with people, no, I'm teasing completely. Uh, we've got a great crew of instructors uh, at Minnesota West. Um, right now, we have 19 farm business management instructors who cover uh, pretty much southwestern Minnesota, um, west central Minnesota, and then into uh, eastern South Dakota, and uh, slightly into Iowa. So we're very fortunate to have a great team of instructors that are with us uh, that have a lot of experience. So when we look at our farm business management program at Minnesota West um, Community and Technical College, it is kind of a unique situation in the world of farm business management across the country. Uh, so what does it do? What does our farm business management program do? I look at it as we're that extra set of eyes that's your kind of your coach, uh, a mentor, and uh, a sounding board, and, and kind of your cheerleaders uh, for your farming operation. So there's a whole bunch of different components that are on there uh, that I kind of talked about. But one, uh, most importantly, is to understand the financial situation of the farm. And it's one of those things that when we look at it and say, you know, where is the farm genuinely at? I mean, I look at it, uh, the farmers that we work with, the reason that they went into farming is because they love the actual aspect of farming. And uh, they probably didn't go into farming with the idea that they wanted to do the business end of things, like book work and the, you know, the paperwork and, you know, the taxes and all those things. It's not something that is a high, uh, a high area of inner interest for them. The reality is that our farmers that we work with are business owners. And uh, they need to understand the business component so that they can keep doing the things that they enjoy. And so with our farm business management team, it really helps us to take a pause in the operation, look at what's going on, look at how we can be more efficient, how we can be most effective, and do some planning. And so uh, that farm business management instructor is good just to give you a little bit of a pause saying, hey, maybe you need to go a little bit more in this direction or have you thought about this? And um, at the end of the day, I probably wouldn't even notice that conversation. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. And then you just do a slight pivot. The goal, I mean, the goal is that our farm business management instructors can work on finding some of these areas early on within the business and say, this is a direction to maybe consider. So uh, it, it's, I mean, it is unique uh, in that they're a mentor and a coach. Uh, we do, you know, the balance sheets, the cash flows, you know, help them with their yearly analysis. Uh, understanding the enterprises. That's one thing that I think is very critical uh, that our business, uh, that our farm business management instructors do. Uh, like I said, on my farm, we have beef cows, uh, we have feeder cattle, we have corn and soybeans and alfalfa. I need to know which ones are making me money. Uh, so in that way, I can know which, where to invest my time, where to invest my dollars, you know, and my resources. So I know what my return is. And, and those are things that are critical for us to make that determination that Maybe I'm only making a small amount on my cows and I'm willing to do that because that's something that I enjoy. But then that way I'm aware of what it is. And so I think it's very important just to be aware of what we've got going on within our businesses. That's kind of the most critical first part. And we can talk more about the other parts later. You did a great job, Paul, of explaining uh, what farm business management is as a whole uh, and uh, the Minnesota West uh, team of 19 instructors across the Southern Minnesota and North Central South Dakota. Uh, Mike and I are developing this podcast and we wanna kind of pick your brain about 
What do you think the importance of this podcast is? What would you like us to get done by producing a podcast biweekly? Well, the idea behind the podcast, I really do appreciate it. Uh, to me, that just shows the innovation of our instructors. Uh, we have a high-quality group of instructors uh, that work with our students across the, this area. And it's something that I pride myself on, knowing that I work with possibly the best group of farm business management instructors in the entire country. And so how do we reach a different group of audiences? We know that farming is continuously changing. And so uh, by having our farmers uh, working with them and growing with them in our program, like I said, we can do the financial analysis and the balance sheets and those components, but how do we provide just-in-time information? Our instructors have a wealth of knowledge, a tremendous amount of knowledge. I mean, some instructors, they know cattle, some instructors know crops, some know cattle or uh, pigs, dairy, whatever. Uh, so in that way, uh, we can share that in experience. I mean, our instructors come to us from various backgrounds and have different uh, interests. And so we want to be able to share this information with a broader group. Uh, kind of like I said, too, I mean, we cover a large portion of Minnesota. I mean, um, I would say it's probably 25 counties uh, in, in Minnesota that we work with. And uh, so we have a broad geography within the area. At the same time, what we talk about with estate taxes and, um, you know, different things along those lines with environmental regulations and rules, those are applicable across the country. So our goal is that we could then um, expand our reach and our educational component. I mean, we are a community and technical college, so our goal is to educate and to, to work with our, our students that we serve and to help our agricultural community to grow. And so uh, my goal for this podcast is to tap into the expertise of our instructors. Again, we have a great group of instructors, and our, my thought is that uh, by having bi-weekly, uh, we can spread it out among our instructors, so that way we can use some of their talents, their interests, and their focus areas, so that way we can uh, bring that to a broader audience. With that in mind, we need to do the triple F. Paul, do you know what the triple F's are? I don't. We're going to have some fun educate me. Oh, goodness. Fun farm facts. So today's topic is chickens. Did you guys know that chickens lay 250 eggs a year? When I taught high school, I heard it was about one a day, but I knew they took some time off, unlike farm management instructors. I bet you don't know this one, though, Jeremy. Chickens have a better vision than human beings. They can actually see ultraviolet wavelengths that we can't see. Really? Another interesting fact about chickens is they communicate with their chicks while they're still in the egg. And that's so that after they hatch, they know which mother is theirs to follow. I never knew that. But they were loudly clucking. I'll give you a couple more facts at the end, too, that I think are really interesting. Sounds good, Mike. Cash flows, balance sheets, year-end analysis are something we spend a lot of time on from Christmas till almost planting season here in Minnesota or the uh, end of March. What other topics or timely subjects, Paul, do you think would be important for people that are listening to this podcast that may find us uh, as a resource? Well, one of the things that I find really interesting about our farm business management program is that um, they, they are your person, you know, that that you can go to for a wide variety of topics. Again, our farm business management instructors are non-biased. You know, they're not selling seed, they're not selling fertilizer, they're not selling loans, they're not selling any of those types of things. All that we're doing, our, our goal 
is to make the farmer more productive in their farm to meet their personal and business objectives. And so when we look at it, I mean, sometimes obviously the most important part is the financial component, but there's so much more to it. You know, uh, for example, um, like we said, the taxes, that can be one thing. Estate planning is something that I personally find uh, a lot of interest in. And I know some of our instructors have dealt with a lot of or help facilitate some of the plans for estate planning. We're not estate attorneys. We're not going to write up a will or anything like that, but we can save you a whole lot of cash. Uh, when you start thinking through some of those topics and you say, should we go into an LLC so that way the next generation can buy out or something along those lines? How should we structure our business? We're bringing in our bringing in our son. Uh, how do we get him into the business or our daughter? You know, how do we get them all involved? How do I treat my my children? Fairly, there's a big difference between fair and equal, and we'll talk more about that later in future podcasts, I'm hoping and assuming. Uh, you know, how do we work with that estate planning? Uh, I, I was at a farm once when I was a farm business management instructor, and uh, the dad, he said, well, we need to start talking about an estate plan. And I said, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. And the guy was, you know, late 50s, and I had a son that was already farming with him. He says, my dad needs to get it figured out. And I'm just, I just about dropped my teeth because... Uh, dad was 90 in his 90s and uh, they still hadn't figured out an estate plan for them and how to continue the farm and I, it was very sad when I said it may need to skip you and go to your son and uh, the, the <laughs> just for the long-term duration of the farm and, and that's one of those things that he hadn't had those conversations as a family and it's going to hamper that and so with our farm business management team you know creating entities breaking up entities. I've done that before too, where farmers reach the end of that time and uh, two brothers or two siblings and farm together potentially. And now they need to transfer and look at the direction of their business. So that's one critical part. I think that's very important for us to kind of have those conversations before. I had a nightmare. Uh, I was farming and was really busy with cash flows when I was an instructor. And uh, I didn't have my balance sheet and my cash flow done. And, uh, I, and I was terrified. And so I had a dream that my banker, I was sitting at my banker's desk and he created my balance sheet and cash flow for me because I didn't have time. And all of a sudden he says, Paul, I've got a problem. And he flipped the screen around. And he says, we're 20 grand short. What are you going to do about it? And I had a look of panic and I just, I just woke up in sweats and I got thinking about it afterwards. That's, that's a situation that a lot of farmers are in. Uh, when they come to their banker, they don't have a plan. And so for us, with our the financial component, we can work with them and say, okay, you're going to be 20 grand short. This is a workable plan on how you can change your business. So that way, when you bring your balance sheet and your cash flow to your banker, you have a plan in place. You're not just you're not just going to be making panic decisions. Other things that are important: uh, farmer mental health. Within our farm business management program, we have access to two farm focused psychologists. I mean, they are two people that work exclusively with farmers. Farming is a stressful business. So to have some people that can go to and talk to uh, that understand farming, how do we deal with people? Intergenerational conflict, divorce. I mean, how do you deal with some of those things? You know, working with family and kids and, you know, like I said, multiple generations or just siblings that aren't getting along. And uh, so to have that resource available is tremendous. You just call up Monica or Ted and uh, they'll be out or they'll, they'll do a visit and an intervention. There's so many other things that we do. I mean, we offer workshops and sessions. We connect people. And my thought is that we're a connector. I mean, I know some of our session or some of our instructors 
leader uh, lead meetings with bankers, with lenders, uh, so that way they can connect the, the lenders with the farmers. We've done things with estate planning in our area. Uh, we've brought in local agronomists. Um, again, as a neutral, as a neutral party, uh, we're not trying to talk about, you know, the different varieties of seeds or something like that, but maybe new innovations in agriculture that are coming through. So we are that extra set of eyes that, uh, I mean, each one of our instructors probably works with 30 to 50 farmers. And so our instructors, they have an opportunity to, to kind of provide that thought process of, have you tried this? Have you thought about this? I mean, we see a lot of different things and our crew is excellent at doing professional development. I mean, last year with the government payments and all the different government programs, that was huge to help that paperwork go seamlessly, just the stress and anxiety of doing those things and being aware of the opportunities that were available were excellent. So, I mean, I know in our farm business management program, you know, sometimes people are required to be in our program to get FSA loans or through the Farm Service Agency to qualify for those loans. But the reality is that a lot of our students are, that are in the program have been in it for 10, 15, 20 years just because they know that this is a critical part. It motivates them to get their records done but then they can move ahead with their business with a lot more confidence. They know their marketing break-even. They know what their break-even is, and they can market with more confidence. It's hard to market with confidence these days, uh, and to know instead of having to second-guess yourself. So uh, we have a tremendous team with a tremendous wealth of knowledge, and uh, with these podcasts, really looking forward to sharing it with a different group of, of, of people, uh, so that way they could be more aware of what we've got going on. Uh, I said our goal, to educate people inform about things that are going on in agriculture. We have a great team that has that capability to do that. And so looking forward to these future podcasts and seeing what are, uh, what's available and that's sharing with our population. Well, Paul, with that kind of list of uh, things that you think we are good at, I better get some extra training or something so that I can answer <laughs> the call on all of these. Uh, that being said, one of the best things about being a part of a team is I don't have to be an expert on all these topics. I don't have a lot of dairy in our county. And so if there is somebody who wants to start a dairy in Martin County, Minnesota, I'm going to call an expert I have within Minnesota West Farm Business Management that might be in Stearns or Candiohi County that have more experience so that we can give our farmers the best resources possible to help them succeed. And that is something that doesn't happen without bias very often in the industry. Because if you are working in agronomy or um, even lending more often than not a sales component that goes with that uh, information. And so as a, as a result, as an educator, we, we don't have that issue. We just help our students succeed. And, and that's a big thing with the number of instructors that we have with the background. I mean, we have one that's a former accountant. We've got, you know, former bankers. We've got former teachers. Uh, we've, got, we've got a wide breadth of knowledge, a knowledge base here and a, a strong geography that covers a lot of different types of agriculture. Our instructors, I appreciate that they don't have the pride of saying, just because I don't know it, I'm going to make up something. No, we have a team here where we can rely on each other. And we, we've got a good group and, uh, that communicates very openly, and I do appreciate that. Mike, you said you might have some more Fun Farm Facts for us? Triple F. Fun Farm Facts, final for the day. Did you know chickens can swim? I never saw a chicken swim before. As long as the water's not above their neckline and it isn't a fast current, they can swim. I would think if the water's above their neckline, that's not swimming, that's drowning. <laughs> that would be a drowned chicken, yes. <laughs> and the final fact, there are 25 billion chickens in the world today. That's three and a half chickens for every human being. 
That's a lot of eggs and a lot of chicken breast to put on the grill. Well, that only lasts my family two weeks for three and a half chickens. So I think we're probably consuming uh, maybe more than the average. I got seven kids here. So, uh, yeah, for us, we're good. Thanks, Paul, for everything you do. And Mike, what do we got coming up next? Our next podcast is Linda Stuckenbroker, FSA coordinator for Cottonwood in Jackson County. She's going to be speaking about CRP grazing and haying, a very hot topic right now. All right. If you would like more information uh, about uh, farm business management, we have 19 instructors covering the, the geography of southwestern Minnesota, west central Minnesota, southeastern South Dakota, and northwestern Iowa, working with about 750 farmers. For information, you can contact us at 507-847-7929 or at suesue.lovell at mnwest.edu or follow us on Facebook at uh, Minnesota West Community and Technical College Farm Business Management. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Cut it forever.